Today on Fifth Age, we answer questions like, How many of these things actually make you invisible? And what is Saruman's problem? He had, he had some personal issues he needed to work through, and he wasn't doing a very good job because his therapist was Wormtongue. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know, if you know this, but he's not a very good therapist. You should ask Eowyn about it. <laughs> for joining us here in the fifth age i'm erica and i'm dan come along with us as we explore tolkien's world together you know what you're here for riding a dwarf boat but for real we're going to discuss the gandalf and his knowledge of rings the one ring specifically and um gandalf why didn't you know this was the one ring back in the hobbit don't you pay attention how many of these things are there I guess just let's start at when Bilbo finds the ring initially. Okay. Okay. So um, when Bilbo finds the ring, gets it from Gollum and his little riddle party, um, he puts it on and he escapes. <laughs> and um, he meets back up with the dwarves on the east side of the Misty Mountains. And he doesn't tell them about the ring right away. He kind of keeps it. Uh, secret and he's like yeah I dodged those goblins and got out here all sneaky like and I like snuck up to your camp where Balin was watching and they're all like whoa he's so awesome Um, but he doesn't tell them that he has a ring that makes them invisible and at that point in The Hobbit Gandalf gives Bilbo a strange look under his eyebrows like what you up to like he knows there's something he knows Bilbo's lying about something or keeping something from them but he doesn't know what it is so so this is different from like a lot of the other stuff where Gandalf is being quiet about something, but he knows what's going on. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure he suspects that it's the one ring at this point. Um, Does he know Bilbo has a ring at this point? No. Okay. Not, not when he just first, he's like, oh, that's a weird thing for you to suddenly be able to do, Bilbo. All of a sudden you can like jump over Gollum and like sneak around goblins. That's... That's new. I mean, I like you, man, but you're, you're not that talented. Like, what What did you find? What What happened down there? And he thinks that Bilbo's lying, which which he is. Um, so it's more just that he that he realizes Bilbo is not not telling him everything. Right. I don't even remember if Bilbo tells Gandalf anything. So he does. Yeah. So, eventually. Eventually. So um, fast forward in The Hobbit, they're in Mirkwood and the spiders are attacking Bilbo tells the dwarves, I have a magic ring that makes me invisible. You guys just go. I'll take care of this. Um, So the dwarves know in Mirkwood that Bilbo has a ring that makes him invisible. Uh, And before the end of the book of The Hobbit, Gandalf knows that Bilbo has a ring that makes him invisible. And he also knows that he lied about it when he first got it, which is unusual for Bilbo. He's not he's an honest guy, you know. Yeah, that's true. um, So Gandalf is starting to suspect some stuff but he doesn't he hasn't put anything together at that point that brings me to i guess my first the first big question that i wrote down when i was thinking about this which is how on earth how does gandalf not know that this is the one ring like how confusing is this because i mean this is a line from the movie but you know gandalf says that none of the rings should be used lightly Mm -hmm. you know there are many magic rings in this world but none of them should be used lightly now he says many and I suppose even just the ones that I know about, 
there's seven dwarven rings, the three elven ones, the one ring, the nine for the men. So that's 20. 20. Plus one from Saruman. Yes. And there Saruman. may be others. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there, there's kind of this this whole thing in... Um, and a lot of the information I have today comes from the chapter The Shadow of the Past in um, The Fellowship of the Ring. Which I never um, read. Sorry. <laughs> you totally have. No, I mean, I've read it more than once, but I didn't read it in preparation for the show like I was supposed to. That's okay. I'll just talk about it. It's fine. And you'll get all surprised. It'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> it'll get so better I, and better as i get further into this glass of monkey shoulder i had a manhattan earlier so i'm i'm good to go um what so, were we talking about we're already riding the dwarf boats all right <laughs> i said dwarf boats yeah, yeah i don't know what that means me neither um <laughs> i think that means i think that means barrels i think it does <laughs> i think it does bo- dwarf boats <laughs> So my question, so I actually have a question. Yeah. Like, how does he not know what this is right away? So we have we have evidence that Bilbo is acting, well, he's acting strangely. I guess lying isn't like the worst thing that a human being can do or, or a hobbit no. or whatever. Um, but uh, we could be we could be overly fussy about it and say this is evidence of corruption. We could. And, um, and he can turn invisible with this ring. Yep. Which I don't recall... So we see use of multiple other rings in in the book. Right, right. And not all of them grant invisibility. And, and you know, when the rings were made, when, like, the elven rings were made, um, there were a lot of other rings made, aside from the 20 rings of power. There were lesser rings. But they don't really enter into the story, and I have not really been able to find a lot of information on them to this point. But Gandalf mentions them in Shadows of the Past that the smiths of Aragon were making rings left and right and all this good stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that it grants invisibility is makes it a really powerful one. But the thought that it might be the one ring, it's just a little preposterous, you know? Like, this guy just leaves his house for the first time ever and, like, stumbles upon a ring of power. Isn't that how the one ring works, though? I mean... It is, but, you know, how? I don't know if Gandalf knows that or not. I suppose the lineage of the ring, like, so it was with Sauron. Mm-hmm. And then... And it, it was it was cut off his hand by the shards of Narsil wielded by Isildur. Uh-huh. Isildur t- took the ring, and it was his for a while. And then um, he put it on when he was attacked by some orcs in the Anduin Valley, and tried to swim away, and it fell off his hand into the river uh, when he was shot by an orc. Well, he was shot by an orc right after that and died, which in the Council of Elrond, Boromir thinks that the Isildur's bane is an arrow. Oh. Because he, Isildur was killed by an arrow. So Isildur's bane is the thing, they think it's the thing that killed him. Yeah, and it is, kind of. The ring betrayed him is the actual words they use. and right. um. He uh, he died because of that, and Isildur's bane is what they call the ring. So um, it falls into the river. This guy, this hobbit-ish person, Deagle, finds it fishing. His best friend, Smeagol, strangles him and takes it and goes and runs and hides in the mountains. And that's, you know, where our story begins, right? So this is really interesting to me, too, because the we have this thing that's hobbit-ish, but... Smeagol is clearly extremely susceptible to the ring. Oh, yeah. And 
hobbits are the most resistant. It seems that way, yeah. Although, um, the dwarf rings... So, um, when the Ring of Power was forged, when the One Ring of Power was forged, and Sauron claimed it, the owners of the other rings... So, so the three elf rings were secret from him. He never knew about those. Um, so they were safe. But all the rest of them fell under his dominion at that point when he claimed the One Ring. And the dwarf rings... He had intended to, you know, give to the lords of the dwarves and and bring them under his thrall the way he did with men, turning them into Nazgul. But the dwarves were really, really resilient to that. So instead of that, they had a tendency to just have this sort of gold mania. Yeah. And slowly lose their minds. So um, the gold mania. Oh, I was going to ask this, too. This is off topic. Shocker. So the gold mania, as depicted in the amazing film that Peter Jackson made about I don't know what it was about it kind of seemed like it was supposed to be about the Hobbit but I'm not quite sure what he was going for so Dan yeah what's what's your point no uh, well I was just making fun of Peter Jackson really for a minute but <laughs> um but my point is so that you're talking about like the gold madness yeah and this like super awesome scene that was which I loved I totally love the gold madness scene. I know I told you about that. Um, the the sort of David Lynchy. Yeah. Like losing your mind, falling into falling into madness kind of Twin Peaks yeah. eraserhead situation. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so that was cool. But was that the the ring, the dwarf ring, maybe? Was that a dwarf ring? Was that the Arkenstone? So um it was pretty cool. The um it it isn't the ring. So Thorin does not have a dwarf ring. His father did. And they say, you know, there's I feel like I read somewhere and I'm gonna have to look this up later. But I feel like the the dwarf ring was like the basis of the horde of Thror and Thrain. Thorin's father got the gold sickness and he wandered off kind of crazy after Smog attacked and ended up in Dal Guldur in southern Morkwood, which is where Sauron's stronghold is during the time of the Hobbit. And Gandalf finds him there and gets the key and the map that show up in the Hobbit that Thorin uses to get into the Lonely Mountain. Um, but he was it was too late. He couldn't get the ring from him, and Sauron claimed one of the dwarf rings from Thorin's father. So Sauron actually has three dwarf rings at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Does that do him any good? Like, did the dwarf rings help him? Well, he sends a messenger with them to the Lonely Mountain to try to barter with Dane for the location of Bilbo and any information about hobbits that he can get. And he offers him three dwarf rings if the dwarves of the Lonely Mountain will join with Sauron. And Dane's like, no. Dane's like, uh, let me think about that. Hang on. I'm just going to. Can you just can you just hold for one second? Hey, guys, guys, they're meeting in Rivendell. Can someone go? Go check that out. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll just, we're looking into it, man. Just wait. Yeah. So um, he sends a messenger to Rivendell to the Council of Elrond, ah. which is Gimli. Yeah. And Gloin. They go to Rivendell and they're at the Council of Elrond to tell this information to everybody and say, hey, um, so people are looking for Bilbo and they're offering us rings of power. What do we do? I, I totally forgotten Gloin came along. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. 
so he so Gandalf doesn't know right away what it is. He knows it's a magic ring that yep. Bilbo's got. Does he know about he knows about Gollum, right? Yeah. Bilbo tells him about Gollum. Right. So this is this is my other question. Doesn't he didn't he know that Gollum had the one ring? He didn't know that it was the one ring until he threw it in Frodo's fire in Bag End. He wasn't certain. He had suspicions. He knew it was a ring of power, and at one point he says, you know, no no mortal should use them lightly because they do increase your lifespan. They're elvish, like, they were made by elves. So elves, for the most part, except the one ring, elves don't care. They're going to live forever, whatever. Right. But when when mortals use their stuff, it has a different effect on them because they're not elves. Sauron made the one ring um, for the purpose of domination over others. And... Like, Bilbo has no interest in that. That's, you know? that's true. Bilbo just kind of wants to be left alone, and he wants to... He's like Moomin. He just wants to live in peace and plant potatoes <laughs> and dream. But Gollum did want to be more powerful than others. Like, he he did want to be better than those around him. So you were you were saying earlier that, you know, hobbits are more resilient to the power of the ring. Yeah. It's not... It's not necessarily that it's hobbits. It's that the it's the particular hobbits that had it. Like Frodo and Bilbo and even Sam for the brief moment that he has it. They none of them really want power. They just want their own peaceful homes. Particularly yeah. Sam. Particularly Sam. Yeah. Oh, I love Sam. Yeah. Sam's great. <sighs> but um Gollum's not that like that and i think there are probably other hobbits that would fall faster well there's definitely other hobbits that aren't like that as we see in the scouring of the shire the, yeah the scouring of the shire you have these well i mean they were influenced as well but yeah right but you know i think tolkien's point is that they had it in them in the first place what, what were we talking about before we were so horrifyingly derailed so if he didn't know it was the one ring right away, which, you know, we've we've kind of covered that. He didn't know. Yep. Um, and he wasn't sure. I kind of thought maybe he knew what Gollum had, because certainly mm-hmm. certainly Sauron seemed to know that Gollum knew something. But did he did Sauron only know that Gollum knew about Bilbo? Is that what happened there? Or did he know that that Gollum had the ring? I think he knew that Gollum had the ring. I think what happened was um so it seems to me that that Gollum was drawn to Mordor as a thrall of Sauron, essentially. Okay. So over time, he slowly made his way into Mordor, and he was captured and tortured until he gave up what information he had. And so, I think but, that. But while he had the ring, he didn't do that. No, no. This was after he would he didn't leave his cave until Bilbo took the ring, and then he left to look for it, and as someone who had been in thrall of the ring for so long, he was drawn to Mordor. He went to Mordor, was captured, tortured. They figured out, oh, this thing used to have a ring. Where is it now? And all they got out of him was Shire and Baggins. Okay. And then he was, he he either escaped or was let out. And the, you know, prevailing thought is that how would he have escaped? He was probably set, set out to maybe lead the way or whatever. And, and Gandalf encountered him. Aragorn actually tracked him down. Um, he was in Mirkwood for a while. And eventually, you know, Gandalf found him and, and talked to him and figured out what he knew, figured out his story, handed him over to uh, Aragorn. 
because they kind of worked together to find him in the first place. And Aragorn took him to Thranduil in Mirkwood and Legolas's father. And they kept him there as a prisoner, essentially. But this was all after... Did they just keep what? him as a prisoner because he was in Mirkwood and he wasn't one of them? Um, He was, like, murdering babies and stuff. Whoa. That's not cool. No, he was, like, he was doing some pretty shady stuff in Mirkwood. And and there's a lot of evil stuff in Mirkwood because Sauron's th- stronghold used to be there. Like, there was an outpost of his in southern Mirkwood. Is that why the elves were there? Or were they there just because they were the there? The elves were there first, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Woo-hoo. Uh We were just talking about Gollum and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm rambling, though. So, anyway, Gollum ended up in the elf king's prison, and he escapes, and that's what Legolas is actually heading to Rivendell to tell Elrond. Oh, the Gollum escaped. Yeah. That's why Legolas is at the Council of Elrond. So they had some sense of the importance of Gollum. They did, yeah. I mean, they knew he had... They knew... At at that point, they figured it out. But, you know, at Bilbo's party, at the beginning of um, the Fellowship, they they didn't have all this information. There are years between... Bilbo's party and Frodo living, uh, leaving for Rivendell, like nine, 18, I don't know, a whole bunch of years. Yeah. That's not really covered in the movie very well. It's kind of overnight in the movie, but I'm pretty sure he's like in his thirties at Bilbo's party and he's 50 when he leaves. So there's a good long time in there. So, well, I'd have to look up, I'd have to look up actual numbers. Okay. But but yeah, but we're talking like minimum at a minimum years, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, so Gandalf is Gandalf sees Bilbo at at the party, and now he knows that Bilbo's life has been extended. So does that? What does that tell him? Doesn't that tell him so, that that's the ring, or is that not? It tells that conclusive? him, it tell, uh, having the extended life, the the feeling of being stretched, the butter over too much bread, or you know, one book into three movies, as they say. Um, that's something that really picks at Gandalf's mind, because. Only the great rings extend life in that way. Okay. So at that point, he knows that it's one of the rings of power. It's one of the 20. And that's a problem. And he tries to convince him not to use it too much or tell anyone about it. And um, also at the party when Gandalf... So in the movie, they don't they don't really show this. Gandalf looks surprised when Bilbo disappears from his party in the movie. But yeah. in the book, Gandalf knows the plan. He's in on the joke. And he makes there be like a flash when Bilbo disappears uh-huh. to give people another explanation of why he disappeared in ah. case people come asking questions because he's concerned that there's something else going on here and people are going to start noticing. Right. So after the party, when Gandalf confronts Bilbo about the ring, he gets really defensive. He gets angry, says it's been growing on his mind. Um, he says he's got a hold on him and he, he feels compelled to keep it. And Gandalf, is really concerned at this point. And he talks to Frodo about a bunch of stuff and like 12 step programs. <laughs> no, no, he talks, he talks to Frodo. The, the chapter shadow of the past happens essentially. Okay. Where he, he talks about the, the history of the ring uh-huh. and what it is and what it means. And they, um, he goes off to do some research. He heads to Minas Tirith. So he hasn't at this point. So he, he tells him the history of the ring, but he doesn't at this point. He doesn't know. You know what? Let me look at this again. I've got it right here in my very hand. So um, scratch that. 
Gandalf has done his some of his research already. He's gone to Minas Tirith at this point and looked in their archives for information about the ring, and he's found Isildur's personal account of taking the ring from Sauron, in which he reads about the fire letters. Oh, that's how he, so that's how he knows about that. That's how he knows about that. He was like, you know, there's some weird stuff going on with this hobbit's ring. I'm, I'm just going to see, check some stuff out, heads down to Minas Tirith. And, um, so is he, is he looking for a way to determine whether it's the one ring or not? He's looking for a way to figure out what ring it is. But he's he's checking it out because he has a suspicion that, that it might be the one ring. But he doesn't want to tell anybody that because that's like, are you kidding me? So Gandalf has gone to Minas, Minas Tirith and done his research. Good yes. boy. So proud. And then he comes back and he's he's talking to Frodo about all this and saying, hey, man, you know, I think that ring of yours might be more powerful than I thought. And maybe we should look into this. And he tells Frodo about all the stuff that he knows about um, the One Ring. Well, maybe not all the stuff, but uh, what Frodo needs to know, essentially. So Frodo, so Frodo has had the ring all this time? Frodo's had the ring for years at this point, but he's, he keeps it on a... He's not doing hmm? anything with it, though. He's, he's got it on a chain. He just hangs out. Just chilling? Just chilling. Keep it secret. Keep it safe, y'all. And so he does. And that that is also in the book. When I first saw the movie and and Gandalf was like, keep it secret, keep it safe. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Is that in the book? I don't know. I went and looked and yeah, yeah, it totally is. Anyway, see, I keep getting sidetracked. We were talking about, okay, so Gandalf comes back, talks to Frodo about the ring. And he's like, okay, well, if this, he's thinking to himself, if this is the one ring, there's a really good way to figure out for sure. So he throws it in the fire. And sure enough the fire letters show up. And at that moment, he knows that it's the one ring for certain. Like, I mean, of course, of course, Frodo is like, Ooh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't read this. And Gandalf is like, Nope. Nobody. Nope. Big bucket of Nope. Gonna climb into my Nope boat. Is that a dwarven boat? (laughs) You mean a barrel, (laughs) a barrel. Yeah. You got to drink the ale before you can get in. (laughs) <laughs> i like that idea it's a great idea it's, it's the only way you can get a dwarf into a boat it's like it's like ba baracus and the a-team <laughs> what what were we talking about uh, we're um, talking oh go ahead we talked about that's when when he knew that the fi- when he saw the fire letters he knew that it was the one ring how did he know to go to minus tirith because that's where isildur lived i mean okay and if you if you want to find out what he thought about things, that's so that's that's where the the Isildur archives are. <laughs> are you telling me that Gondor funded their public library system? They're doing it right, right? Gondor's Gondor's doing it right. They're funding their public libraries and holding on to their history the way they should. So primary sources and all that. Primary sources. So the fire writing is how he proved it to himself. And then once he knew did they so in the movie they go like right I know it's like all overnight but like they go right to the council of Elrond. Yeah. Is that pretty much how how it went? No. Um at that point Gandalf is like, "Okay, I'm going to go check on some stuff and I'll be back and then we'll go we'll go to Rivendell. But if I'm not back by this time, you should probably go without me. You know, do what you can." Um So he like kind of figured he, out. He's like all right, so if I figured this out, like probably Sauron's Someone not too far behind me, t- yeah, and uh, or maybe he's ahead of me. So 
yeah. a Nazgul on horseback travels at thir- yeah, <laughs> like right. 30 leagues a day. I don't know how that probably, that's a lot. Um, a Nazgul laden horse can travel. <laughs> so wait a minute. Supposing two horses carried them together. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gandalf has finally put two and two together and he realizes that some other people might have too. He not most people don't have the information he has, and he's less concerned about Saruman because Saruman is Saruman doesn't care about hobbits at this point. Is that because they're not mechanical? Yeah. Basically. And they're not rings themselves. Uh That's so true. he doesn't really care. Until Gandalf is like, Hey man, so I have this problem. There's this hobbit that has this ring, and um I think we got to do something about this. And then that doesn't go well for Gandalf. So um, in our episode about the Eagles, we talk about yeah. Saruman and Gandalf at that point. It, it basically, Gandalf doesn't get back to the Shire in time to help Frodo leave. Frodo moves out of Bag End. He sells it to the Sack- Sackville Bagginses. Right. And he moves to Crick Hollow. And as he's moving in is about the time that, that they decide to jet. They're like, okay, you know, things are getting weird around here. We got to go. Gandalf said to leave. We're going to leave now. And um, that's when Frodo sets off on his little journey. Um, But Gandalf hasn't come back yet because he was being imprisoned by Saruman. Right. So let's talk about other rings for a minute. Okay. Because, well, actually, I have another question, which is, couldn't Gandalf, well, whether or not he would have, couldn't Gandalf have figured out what, what ring it was by putting it on? Probably. But I don't think he. I'm guessing that he didn't want to take that chance because I guess that's he, like I guess that's like finding clear liquid in a beaker and just deciding to taste it. Um, only if <laughs> drinking the li- only if drinking the liquid makes you instantly visible to the one person you don't want to find you. Yes. Because Gandalf has one of the elf elvish rings of power. Right. Yes. And if he put on the one ring. At the same time, Sauron would it, have a little too much information. It's Johnny Cash time? Yes, it's Johnny Cash time. That would not be cool. And, you know, if it is, if also if it's the One Ring, Gandalf would be susceptible to its power. He could fall to its power quite easily because he does want to use his power for good. And he, he even says so, like, I would use this out of a desire to do good, but through me it would work only evil. Right. Yeah, he does say that. He knows exactly what would happen if he put on that ring, and it's probably one of the reasons he avoided doing it the entire time. He does touch the ring in the book, that he does. He doesn't touch the ring in the movies. Right, yeah, in the movie he's like all, he holds it with paper and stuff, right? Yeah, there's one moment where it's on the floor, Bilbo's dropped it on the floor, and he puts his hand down like he's going to pick it up, and as soon as his hand is like here, you can't see because it's a podcast. But as soon as his hand is like, so he's about to pick it up and he sees a flash of Sauron's eye in the movie. In the movie, yeah. In, right. In the book, he actually handles the ring several times. But, you know, artistic license. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, that was cool the way that they did that. It was really cool. I liked it, actually. Um, um, you talked a little bit. Of, you did talk a little bit about the dwarf rings already. Um, but Sauron didn't make those rings though. I don't, I don't believe that Sauron made directly made any rings except the one. Um, but he was involved in teaching cause the, he was a well-respected, um, Maya. He was a, he was a well-respected Smith in Aragon when the rings were being made before okay. his final deceit was 
revealed. So the the high elves when they came over from um, Valinor, they were smiths. They were creators. They loved to create things. Fionor was one. He loved to create things, and any lore they could gather to further their craft was just like, yeah, bring it. So um, they a lot of them fell under Sauron's tutelage, so to speak. And he helped out making all the rings except the elf rings. Right. All the rings of power except the elf rings. Right, right. Right, right, right. Because you talked earlier about there's other rings. There are other which rings. Which makes so much more sense out of why Gandalf wasn't sure what ring it was. Because I was thinking people have these things on all the time and nobody else disappears. True. That was actually one of my big questions was, okay, so there's this ring. I'm wearing one. It Right. There's this ring and and it's and it's in the right spot, like it was found in the right kind of place. And you put it on and it makes you invisible. And I'm like, how many rings can there be like that? Okay, who who puts it on that it makes invisible? Bilbo. Frodo? Frodo. And Bilbo. Uh-huh. They're not immortal. It has a different effect on mortals. Oh man. Because Elves won't have their lives prolonged. They're already immortal. So it has it has a different effect. And maybe it makes elves invisible. I don't know. I've never seen an elf try it on. Uh, you you have the best look on your face right now. I wish everyone could see it. But see so that that getting back to um I guess my misunderstanding of the of the whole situation of it this ring, I don't know that I would have thought of it anyway, that the ring would have a different effect on an immortal. But even if I had known that the one ring had a different effect on an immortal, I wouldn't have thought to myself, oh, well, Gandalf would obviously have, it would have a different effect on him. Because you don't think of it as immortal. Because I didn't think of it as an immortal. Besides which, Isildur was a human. Yeah. And so doesn't he disappear when he puts on the ring? Yeah. So what, like, why don't we know... This, well, this gets back to my original question of why don't we know when Bilbo disappears with this ring on that this is the one ring? Well, we don't. Okay, so how many mortals have worn the one ring? Isildur, Gollum, Bilbo, and Frodo. Uh-huh. So at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. in the movie, can you see Sauron when he's wearing the ring? Yeah. Yeah, he's immortal. Yeah, but Maya can chew their shape. Mm-hmm. Can but chew, I mean, chew their... I said chew their shape. I guess no, they can also no, do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maya no, can choose yeah, their shape, but... um, He he can't choose his shape anymore. Because the ring? No, because of the fall of Numenor. What? So there's a whole bunch of backstory with Sauron. Wow. Okay, let's have a Sauron episode. We'll but... have to have a Sauron episode. He he can't change his shape anymore. He will only ever appear as a Dark Lord. Is that... Okay, no, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> you should say it now, so it's in the... No, I was, thinking about, I was thinking about the Shadow of Mordor, because in the Shadow of Mordor, he looks like an Elf Lord at the beginning. Is it a flashback? Yeah, when he's talking about when he's when he's uh, being Celebrimbor's ring coach. Yes, that is before this. So he looks like an elf lord. Yep, the lord of gifts. So um, I'll give you the quick version. Yeah. All right. So Numenor, the the island of Numenor. 
um, where Elendil was king, Isildur's father. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Elrond calls him Elendil's heir in the movie. Yes. So Elendil was the king of Numenor. Yeah. He was the true king of Numenor. I I have to say, I love it that they do stuff like that. The... um... That's for me, by the way. That kind of stuff that they do. Oh, yeah. That's just like, yeah, heir of Elendil. I know exactly what that means, y'all. So, uh... Elendil's the true king of Numenor, but he's kind of, there's this sect of people that are worshiping Morgoth, essentially. Okay. In Numenor, and... um, We'll call them Team Melkor in honor of Emily. We'll call them Team Melkor. And they start to build tombs greater than their palaces. They start to worship death. Oh, yeah. Essentially. It's pretty metal. And the, (laughs) the, the Vala don't like it for some reason. Okay. Like Manwe, they don't like it. So they're like, oh, guys, yeah, they were never out. into Melkor's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't get it. No. Anyway, so um, they trash Numenor. And by trash, I mean they sink it. And at that point, Sauron was being held captive wait, by wait, the king wait, 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 wait. of Numenor. The Vala sink Numenor because they're mad about Team Melkor? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're a little, they're a little whiny about it. What? So, um, like, they never try to do something cool. Come on, like some of them have done their own thing. Yeah, Iule totally made dwarves before That's he was what supposed I'm saying. to. Yeah. Well, maybe only him. Anyway, so um, when Numenor fell, um, Sauron was caught in the destruction, and How? because because he was. Do you really want? I'm not going to read you all the Silmarillion right now. Was it was it because he was like Team Melkor's team captain? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll just go with that. Yeah, so so he gets he gets sunk. And at that point because his treachery is revealed to everybody, at that point he can no longer um appear fair to the eyes of men. Um maybe back to the ring. <laughs> Well, maybe, I guess. Uh, other rings. You're going to ask me about other rings. So he knows about, he knows about the nine, obviously. He knows about the seven. Uh-huh. Uh, and obviously he knows about the one he made, but he doesn't really, he didn't know about the three. You're talking Those about Sauron. Ma- Sauron, yes. Yeah. Sauron um, didn't know about the three elf rings. Um, and when the three original owners of those rings put them on, they were aware of what Sauron was up to. So like so, he was like, I'm making this ring now. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And that's the uh, we are all of us deceived moment. Right. In the in the backstory flashback thing in the. Yes. Yes. Galadriel, Gilgalad and. Um, an elf whose name I can't remember. Elfie McElfie Pants. It's not Elfie McElfie Pants. It's a different guy. Kierden. Kierden the shipwright. Kierden the shipwright. So he didn't know about the elf rings because they made them secretly. Secretly. Mm -hmm. And they hid them from him. And they're still hidden in the Third Age. He doesn't know that Galadriel and Gandalf already have them. Oh, so if Gandalf Gandalf, puts on the one ring while he's got the elf ring, like all of a sudden Sauron knows... How powerful this guy is. Well, not just how powerful he is, but he knows about the elf rings, which he doesn't know about. I mean, they kept them hidden for like a whole age. Yeah. 
We've covered everything we plan to, and I've gotten my questions answered. But if you have any questions, you can contact us by email at show at Fifth Age Podcast, or you can tweet at us at Fifth Age Podcast. We would love to hear any feedback or questions, and reviews are always welcome. Links to the books used in preparation of this episode are in the show notes. Music is provided by the amazing Dr. Turtle. You can find him on Bandcamp. Just make sure you spell out the word doctor when you search for Dr. Turtle. Thanks for listening. See you next time.